as they've been able to successfully do to these other startup companies. Right, that, that's like people uh, in, in the, who give advertising and commercials, that's like those two little persons for skipping fast forward to the commercials. They say, oh no. I know, I do that all the time. Do that. <laughs> I, I, put them, I put them on mute or <laughs> I change the station. Yeah, but I just can't let I get over the fact that Disney does not want people to, what's the difference with, when you see a scene and you cover the eyes of the children and say, oh, and you say, oh, leave the room because this particular part of the movie we don't want you to see. What's the difference? I mean, it's not like you're taking the movie, editing the movie, and going out to the streets and selling it. Uh, uh, copy, a legal copy of, of a movie, a bootleg copy. I know, it's a great... In your own home. Mm -hmm. So Jeremy Verba, who is Vice President and General Manager of Voodoo, told Variety that Voodoo works with the studios on Family Play. They understand we're enabling the customer to make choices. We're not making the choices for them. Right. And Family Play includes popular movies like The Avengers, Endgame, Spider-Man, Far From Home, The Greatest Showman, Star Wars, as well as Harry Potter, DC and Marvel series. And it also includes animated movies like The Incredibles 2. So Voodoo's new service incorporates ratings and reviews from Common Sense Media, which is a website for parents. Additionally, Voodoo launched Kids Mode, a section that uses data from Common Sense Media so children only see movie options that are appropriate for their age. Right. So, um, and I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm, I think so too. And, and it sort of circumvents this trend that they've been having where they're just flooding the, the media with all this inappropriate same-sex material and, you know, and uh, alternative uh, uh, lifestyles that children basically is out of their, you know, age group, but they're being with that type of information. Now you have the ability to edit that out so they're not confronted with that. That's really good. So Tim Winter, who is president of the Parents Television Council, hopes that other streaming platforms begin offering filtered titles. We want this to be the first of many, Winter said. Although it was ordered this year to pay millions of dollars in damages, VidAngel's service still filters original content from Netflix and Amazon Prime, as well as many major movies. And I hope they continue, and I hope there are other uh, businesses that can, you know, meet the challenge that aren't so financially strapped so they can be sued by other businesses. Put into bankruptcy, I know. Right. So I got sent a couple of articles here um, from someone about um, the recent case that was in the news, Amber Geiger shooting that man, you know, Amber Geiger, who's a police officer who shot this man in his apartment thinking that she, he was in her apartment. Okay. Well, I think this was from the Washington Post, and it's a perspective, and I don't know. He talks about, um, the title of the article is White Christians Do Not Cheapen the Hug and Message of Forgiveness from Botham Jean's brother. I don't get that title, but okay. Well, uh, basically, um, I think what there's, if I can peruse this article real quick, it says, Black forgiveness as a response to white racism is an act of faith in God and of self-preservation. 
With all that black people have endured over the four centuries of racial oppression, forgiveness protects the heart from consuming the heat of hatred. It ensures that people who have been wounded don't have to constantly relive the injury. The act of forgiveness honors God who forgives understand undeserving people when someone extends it to someone else who is similarly undeserving. No one should mistake black forgiveness whenever and if ever it is offered for complacency with racial injustice. No one should assume that a public act of mercy on the part of one black person eclipses the demands for change from an entire community. So it's... Yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand what they're saying. I wish we could get to that point where we're just saying that a person who forgives, it, it, it doesn't belittle uh, the rest of the atrocities that are going on. It doesn't justify, I can understand that. I wish we could reach the point where we're not looking at skin color. And, and, you know, this article says, if white people expect all black people to extend forgiveness as quickly as Brand Jean did, then they understand neither black people nor black pain. Black grief is a community project. It is felt widely but dealt with individually. Some go to therapy, some participate in demonstrations, others write op-eds. Everyone is entitled to their own process. But I don't know if she really expected for him to forgive her. I don't know for, if for the, for the, for the ex-police officer. She didn't expect the brother to forgive her? Yeah. Right. I don't know and if don't that was that. on her plate thinking that... Right. Oh, she probably felt like they wouldn't. Yes. And also, that was powerful what he did and even the judge did because the judge gave her a hug and the, his brother gave her a hug. And the brother and the judge, they've been getting outraged. They, I was reading in this article, the Electronic Urban Report. Outrage over... that word again, urban. <laughs> out, outrage over pathetic brother and judge Manny Tanny, who hugged Malcolm Jean's killer in court. They were saying, you know, a Dallas County jury sentenced Amber Geiser to 10 years in prison Wednesday after convicting her of murdering upstairs native Malcolm Jean in his apartment last year. After delivering a victim impact statement to guide him, Brandon Jean, the victim's younger brother, asked Judge Tammy Kemp if he could hug Malcolm's killer. He said, if you truly are sorry, I know I can speak for myself. I forgive you. I know if you go to God and ask him, he will forgive you, said Brandon during his statement. Kemp granted the young man's request, and he get, and he and Geiger embraced. Somebody said on Twitter, pathetic Christian man. Amber only deserves scorn and curses. Somebody said, he's better than me. There are some things only God can forgive. Shake my head. I can't get invested in another one of these cases. They'll all go the same way, even with a murder charge. Some a third person said, this is why. I can't commit 100% to Christianity. You killed my brother, you will never get a wink of sleep, prison or not. I am on your behind, period. Expletive forgiveness. See, that's someone who doesn't know what, Chris, what the what love, love of Christ right. is all about. Right, that's someone who uh -huh. lives in the carnal. They, they, they exist in the immediate, in the flesh. And it reminds me of that scripture in 1 Corinthians 2 and 19 when it says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. 
Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Right, and I and this is how I feel. They're not doing that for their approval. And that's that's a good thing. See, a lot of people uh, I've noticed try to do what they consider to be the politically correct thing. But right. they're, they're doing what the Lord requires. They're not interested in whether or not somebody else validates them. And that's not weakness. That's not whatever that person commented. Uh, that takes courage. Right. That takes courage to stand up for what you believe in. And that's power because other people, okay, that's like a testimony too because other people have probably gone through the same thing or even worse and say, if he can do that, then and trust God and ask, you know, the want the best for her and ask, um, uh, pray for her and, and, you know, and ask, you know, God on his behalf to forgive her and everything like that, then I can do that too. I can go to God and put my trust in God and and ask somebody, you know, and then tell somebody, I forgive now. Right, and then they say, well, I can't become a Christian because, oh, what's Christianity about? It's about love and forgiveness. Oh, that's why I can't get on board with that. <laughs> it also reminds me, too, of like how David says, let me fall into the hands of God rather than the hands of man. Right. I'm telling you, I yes. wouldn't want to, you'd be, you'd be waiting until the cows come home, waiting for someone to forgive you out of human beings. And show you mercy. Mm-hmm. But I believe they were in the same position. They want somebody to show them mercy. Well, the judges uh, has to answer to a complaint that was filed recently, Judge Tammy Kemp, and this atheist group is claiming that she potentially violated her code of conduct by giving the Bible to Amber Geiger now, and telling her... Are the Bible to uh, affirm or to... Hmm? Are they still using the Bible, putting their right hand on the Bible and affirming or swearing to tell the truth? I don't think you put your hand on the Bible. You uh, mean well, like if you go to a court case in the some, courthouse? Some court. Um, in the courthouse here in Milwaukee? I don't think so. I don't I mean, think, I but think, I mean, they give you the oath. Do you solemnly swear? I'm wondering if they still do that in the South. If they still take the Bible. Was the Bible doing in court? Do, do they no, no, no. This was her own Bible. Oh, this was, her, this Bible. was her own personal Bible. And this is what... The atheist group has. So she brought it to court with the intention of giving it to I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this Freedom From Religion Foundation, um, and what I didn't know, but someone pointed out that it, this Freedom From Religious Foundation is an atheist group for which the 61-year-old son of former President Ronald Reagan has appeared in television ads for. So this Freedom From Religious Foundation filed a complaint with the Texas State Commission on Judicial Conduct, and it objected to Judge Tammy Kemp giving one of her Bibles to Geiger after the former officer was sentenced to 10 years in prison. And um, I guess she, uh, I don't know, it almost sounds like she has several of them. You know, maybe she does that routinely. I don't know. Uh, but she, you know how they have sidebars? And, and the judge, not in earshot of the microphone, but I guess you could hear her, they picked up some words, and they heard the judge telling Geiger that you can have my Bible. I have three or four more at home. This is the one I use every day. This is your 
down for the next month. You read it right here, John 3.16, and this is where you start. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever. You stop at whosoever and say, Amber. You start with the Gospels, and then, you know, there are parts that are inaudible that they couldn't pick up. You read this whole book of John. This has been put in front of you for a reason. He has a purpose for you. So these are just excerpts of what they could pick up because she wasn't near her microphone. She was just, you know, leaning over and, and talking to Geiger. So because she was doing that, the atheist group filed this complaint and um, they're protesting her rather than, you know, the entire nation uh, celebrating the compassion and mercy that the judge demonstrated. So I don't know how that's going to turn out. I don't know, but there's a lot, you know, everybody has an opinion. Every, right. and, and we're not talking about everybody's opinion, and I'm not talking about my personal opinion about it, but what God leads you to do, what God tells you to do, that you have to do. Right. Because the Lord says that you know, if he gives you a command to do something, you have to do it. Right. You have to God stand is up. Like, like, like I said, who should I obey? God or man? Obey God. So I sure hope that the that Judge Kemp doesn't have a lot of problems in the future because of this. Right. You know, and, and we're in a time now where you can't even say boo without somebody filing a, a lawsuit against you. Right. You or disagree. To the point where they think that you should... Yield to their opinion. That's what really bothers me. You know, but it was a time when you could agree to disagree. No, can't do it. Now. Like, don't disagree with me. <laughs> Take you to court, put you in prison, and right. kill you. Yeah. Well, anyway, somebody sent me this article. Um, I guess it was the same day as the 189th semi-annual general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints in Salt Lake City. They were having this huge conference, and what happened is that Kanye West brought his Sunday service to Salt Lake City. And his, it sounds like it was at a mall. Gateway in Salt Lake City. I don't know what that is. I'm not familiar with Salt Lake City, but it's an out. It says thousands packed into the outdoor mall, causing people to stand on and climb up anything they could find to catch a glimpse of Kanye West. Now, what tickles me about this whole thing is that he he, he was late. You know, he his Sunday service didn't start. For about an hour and some minutes after he got there. But as uh, soon as he started to speak, someone shouted, Thank you, Kanye. And Kanye responded, Who said thank you, Kanye? I want you to I want you to say is thank you, Jesus. And the crowd roared in approval. They had been waiting all morning for him and were happy to cheer for him. He's been touring the nation with these events and only performed one song, Jesus Walks, one of his big, biggest hits during his brief appearance at the Gateway in Salt Lake City recently. So 
So there were some something like between seven and ten thousand people that attended the event. But I think they went there because they thought not so much that they were going to hear the word, mm-hmm. but they thought that they were going to hear kind kind of West entertain them. Right, a lot of people come for the entertainment. Right. So. Um, and I think a lot, a lot of people were disappointed, and so he's, I guess, um, he's touring, and it, he's about to launch a new album called Jesus is King, and the album will take on a religious tone, something unsurprising given his recent run of Sunday service events. Um, Wes told the crowd at an event in New York City recently that this has been an incredible journey. By having the luxury of having an amazing choir around me every Sunday, he continued, I came to know the truth and the joy of Jesus Christ. This album has been made to be an expression of the gospel and to share the gospel with the, and the truth of what Jesus has done to me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he, he does for me, my soul cries out. So um, we'll see how how he continues with the Sunday service. He's been, you know, under scrutiny for these things, but... Um, under scrutiny for... The yeah, Sunday service, because it's Sunday service. Well, no, you know, because they thought it was uh, going to be more secular than religious, or... Well, they were thinking it, it may be more about him instead of right. God. And it turns out that it's more about the Lord than himself. We'll see how this progresses. So now here's an article someone sent to me. It's a, 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 the title is A Doll for Everyone. Meet Mattel's Gender Neutral Doll. I'm a doll for this one. It had most of the people. I I'm neutral. Just like gender fluid, and I can't imagine when I was eight years old. I don't know if I would have known what gender fluid is. What would I? How would I tell my folks? You right. know, Mom, I'm gender fluid. Anyway, this eight-year-old considers himself gender fluid. Favorite color is black. One week, pink the next. Shia is the name, and plays with his younger sister's dolls at home. But they're girly princess stuff. This doll with its pre body and childish features looks more like him, right down to the wave of bleached blonde bangs. The hair is just like mine, she is said, swinging his head in a tandem with the doll. And he turns to the playmate in the toy testing room, a seven-year-old girl named Jacy, and asks, should I put on the girl hair? She has sits on a long blonde wig on the doll's head, and suddenly it's no longer an avatar for him, but it's his sister. So anyway, Mattel has come out with this um, gender-neutral doll. Mm -hmm. And I think what they did is they saw an uh, opening for how the world is changing. And they want to jump on the bandwagon and get a a corner on the market so they can make a profit. That's what it is. Right. This is what what mystifies me. Why associate any type 
of gender reference uh, to color. If they are truly the type that are supposed to be gender neutral, pink should just be pink. His association with pink as being associated with a yeah, female, somebody there has given him that impression. But if they were truly gender neutral, pink would simply be pink, black would simply be black, and he wouldn't even identify one or the other. They're hypocrites. Mattel President Richard Dixon insists the doll isn't intended as a statement. We're not in the business of politics, he says. And we respect the decision any parent makes around how they raise their kids. Our job is to stimulate imagination. Our toys are ultimately canvases for cultural conversation, but it's your conversation, not ours. Your opinion, not ours. Even offering customers that blank canvas will be seen as political in a country where gender-neutral bathrooms still stir protests. And Mattel joins a cohort of other companies that have chosen a side of divisive political climate. Just in the last two years, Nike launched a campaign starring Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. Thank you. After the NFL dropped him from the league for kneeling during the national anthem to protest racism. Airbnb offered free housing to people displaced in the face of President Trump's travel ban. Dick's Sporting Goods stopped selling assault-style weapons after the Parkland shooting. All these companies have reported eventual sales bumps after staking their claim in the culture wars. And I don't know. I don't know if it's a culture war. I think it's just people jumping on the bandwagon to make their business more profitable. Yes, I, I, I agree. It's all about the bottom line. So the article goes on and talks about how you can, you know, it takes a tour of uh, the factory, the Mattel factory, and and poses questions, you know, when they're walking into the headquarters. Um, they, they take them through what scientists, you know, think, and how they create dolls, and, and then they hear a parent uh, talk, like this parent said, I don't think my son should be playing with dolls. There's a difference between a girl in a truck and a boy with a Barbie, and a boy with a Barbie is a no-no. And the only dad in the group shrugged, I don't know, he said, my daughter is friends with a boy who wears dresses. I used to be against that type of thing, but now I'm okay with it. And so I guess they videotape these, you know, people talking in general about their, um, their opinion about the gender neutral, how they raise their kids and, and stuff like that. But um, I guess Mattel isn't the first company to notice the trend of young shoppers moving away from gender-specific products. Um, oh, baloney. The only way young people are moving away from gender-specific products is their parents are pushing it. Yeah, who in the world at the age three, four, or five, they're not walking up to the register pulling out their wallet. It's the, the parent, and the parent is helping them make these types of selections. The parent is educating their children to think this way. I know.
Selling the doll in retail stores will be more complicated. For one thing, there's a question of where to place it in the stores to attract the attention of all shoppers who might not venture into a doll section. In the warehouse. Store clerks will have to be trained in what pronouns to use when talking about the doll and how to handle anxious parents' questions oh, about it. And why then there are practical... They're anxious about it. Why? And then there are practical concerns. Um, is the... Dickinson admits, Dixon admits the company is ready for the possibility that protests against creatable world dolls could hurt other Mattel brands, namely Barbie. I don't think they have to worry too much. I, I, I imagine that most of this is going to be with parents who are trying to push this uh, type of thinking on their children. It's up to parents. It's the parents' responsibility to guide their children, to let them know if their thinking is wrong. And if you see that your child is forming incorrect uh, identity problems, mm -hmm. just talk to the parents and say it's wrong. No matter what society and what the law says, yes, praise the Lord and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Today's verse for October 13th is Isaiah 26 and 4. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what causes much sorrow and grief? And the answer is wisdom and increase in knowledge. And that can be found in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 18 which reads, For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. This week's food for thought is, How does the world learn righteousness? 